Next on Outside Source, we turn to the second day of King Charles's state visit to Germany, and we've seen the first address to the German Parliament by a British monarch. Here's some of it. The unprovoked invasion of Ukraine has inflicted the most unimaginable suffering on so many innocent people. Countless lives have been destroyed. Freedom and human dignity have been trampled in the most brutal way. And watching that speech was our Berlin correspondent, Jenny Hill. I think he's certainly more outspoken than his mother, the late Queen, of course. And I suppose there are two things going on here. Um, Ukraine and climate change um, are real focuses of this trip. And that's because they are challenges um, which he can say Britain and Europe want to work closely together on. They face both both countries, uh, sorry, both um, the EU and Britain face those challenges. They are united problems. Um, and he said today, you know, both have been united in their response. That That's helpful. Um, but I think, too, this is a chance for King Charles III to start showing us what kind of monarch he's going to be. Um, and I think we've, we've got a bit of a taste of that. You know, what I've been struck by is the energy and enthusiasm um, exhibited so far on this tour. Now, one big theme of this tour is environmental issues. Earlier today, the king paid a visit to an organic farm, as you can see. And on Friday, he'll travel to Hamburg to tour a renewable energy project. We also know King Charles will be visiting this memorial and laying a wreath to the German victims of Allied raids in the Second World War. And that is another first. The German tabloid Bild has called it a silent gesture, but it will say more than any speech. And state visits, as we sing, are designed to deepen relationships between two countries. Let's assess what the goal will be with this one. Robert Lacey is a royal historian who served as a historical consultant on the Netflix series The Crown. Thank you very much indeed for joining us on Outside Source. How would you summarise the, the overall goal of this particular visit? Well, um, um, in terms of Anglo... German relations, um, British-German relations, you just said. Um, this is the first major visit post-Brexit, and it shows that there can be life with Germany after Brexit. Um, and, um, of, of course, it's also Prince Charles's debut, and I think everybody who watched the speech will have been impressed by how incredibly accomplished. We've just seen him speaking German there. Um, it, it was it was a mixture of German and English that he spoke, um, uh, and it was a mixture of solemn message. We saw what he had to say about Ukraine, and then he started talking about Monty Python and uh, the Beatles, and how it was quite healthy for English people to laugh at the Germans and for the Germans to laugh back at us. Um, uh, and I think what's particularly interesting is what's coming up tomorrow when, um, as we've already heard, he will be laying a wreath um, in Hamburg in memory of the victims of English-British bombing during the war. Now, that's something the Queen never did. She made 15 visits to Germany, five of them state visits. She was pressurized, we know, by the British government to make that gesture. She wouldn't do it, but Prince Charles is going to do it, we, we understand, tomorrow. And, and that's interesting that you raised the dynamic between the monarchy and the government at the time. Tell us how that works. Tell us who's deciding certain elements of the choreography through the three days. 
Well, it's a joint um, decision, and it also involves the German government. Um, what Prince Charles, sorry, here we are again, you see, he spent all his life getting ready for this job. And I think one of the things we saw today was actually rather how well he is prepared for it. Everything he has said today and everything he'll do tomorrow has been approved by the British government itself, obviously in collaboration with the Germans. But we can see his initiative. The Queen wouldn't have made jokes about Monty Python. And we know that the Queen, having herself lived through the Blitz, that was one step she was not prepared to take. To She was actually booed in Dresden 20 years ago because they expected her to make some reference to British bombing. She wouldn't do it. Prince Charles is going to do it. And, and that marks a change of style, but always within the cadre of what the British government thinks is right. And finally, would the monarch also have a view on where he might visit next, where the next state visit should be, where he can next exert some influence, if possible, on a particularly important relationship between the UK and another country? Well, I'm sure it's going to be the Commonwealth, um, if not the very next to her very shortly. Um, the Commonwealth is a great creation of his mother. Um, he's got to take it a stage further. This is, again, in the age after Brexit, the Commonwealth is a major aspect of British soft power, such as it is in the world. Mm -hmm. We've already seen um, an interesting alliance between Britain, Australia and um, America. Um, I'm sure it'll be the Pacific um, and the Commonwealth um, that he's off to pretty soon. That was where the Queen went after her coronation back in 53. I'm sure we see Prince Charles heading in... The, sorry, there I go again. King Charles <laughs> heading in the same direction. Uh, we've all made that slip on occasions, I'm sure. Robert Lacey, thank you very much indeed for uh, joining us, talking to us about King Charles III's state visit to Germany. And, of course, you can get much more coverage of that on the BBC News website too.